In the face of increased spending on prescription drugs in the United States, a number of state legislatures have looked at requiring pharmaceutical companies to disclose their research and development costs, and in some cases, their profits and the prices they charge in other countries as well. But it's unclear whether such transparency legislation is the most effective policy approach. I'm Stephen Morrissey, Managing Editor of the New England Journal of Medicine, and I'm talking with Amit Serpatwari, an epidemiologist in the Division of Pharmacoepidemiology and Pharmacoeconomics at Brigham and Women's Hospital. Dr. Serpatwari has co-authored a prospective article on state initiatives to control medication costs. Dr. Serpatwari, what are the difficulties in trying to reduce drug costs at the federal level, and why is it that states are taking matters into their own hands? I think what we've seen is generally the problem of drug prices has gotten worse over time, particularly in the past two years. You've seen net spending on prescription drugs grow 20%, and that is really across the board in terms of certain select generic products have increased significantly. But I think the real problem has been markups of commonly used brand name drugs and extremely expensive new agents like Sovaldi, at least before competition. And so at the federal level, despite a lot of rhetoric, you have not seen much in the way of action. And so what's going on is Americans are in general hurting from drug costs and more of the growing burden of these increased prices are being shouldered by patients in terms of -of out-of-pocket costs. And so a recent Kaiser Family Foundation survey revealed that 25%, a quarter of patients taking a prescription drug said that they or their family member did not fill a prescription in the past year owing a cost. And that has downstream consequences. And really what's going on is because you have this sort of paralysis at the federal level, what patients and average Americans want to know and are are really clamoring at their state legislators to know is why these drug prices are increasing so rapidly. And so the states have been left to no recourse but to explore their own options in terms of what they can do. And I think that's, in a nutshell, why you see these transparency bills being promoted. So, not surprisingly, the pharmaceutical industry strongly opposes these measures, and part of the reason, they say, is because the bills don't take into account the high cost of failed research and development that companies say that they need to recoup. Is it possible to come up with a formula that would be fair to everybody? Yes, I think that there are formulas that could account for the facts. So it would take, for example, the initial bill that was proposed in California last year. It was amended before it was pulled to actually require pharmaceutical companies to disclose the cost of failed ventures as well. So nothing is stopping a pharmaceutical company from saying, yes, the cost of developing this particular statin was this much, but we also encountered numerous failures in other project lines. And this needs to be accounted for in the fact that we pursue multiple avenues of drug development, and those ones that fail ultimately need to be paid for by those ones that succeed. And so if that information was all available, there could be a formula that would be developed to account for that. Now, that involves very difficult sort of trade-offs and considerations that just merely having the information is not going to answer. And so the question is, is it okay for a company to recoup the cost of a drug that has no relationship to another drug that was successful? And to what degree should that be allowed? Or should it be restricted to a certain line of research or not? 
you need to come up with certain decisions that you need to make as for what is fair or acceptable, and that's not an easy process. At bottom, to what extent do you think these bills have been inspired by a few highly publicized cases of wildly expensive new drugs, one of which you mentioned, or companies purchasing generic drugs and then sharply increasing their prices? Is the current action a response to those outliers, or does it target a broader problem? I think the answer is it is probably largely a reaction to those few egregious cases. And there we're talking about the Turing's and the valiance of the world really jacking up the prices of limited source generic drugs over a thousandfold percent. And that sort of being unconscionable in the minds of many in the public. But I think it does a service to what I think is the greater problem, which is, yes, you do have select generic drugs that are rising to that degree, but it brings attention to a broader issue, which is just your consistent rise in the price of commonly used brand name drugs. And just to take one example would be Gleevec or Imatinib, which in 2001, the price for a treatment, a yearly treatment with Imatinib was about $26,000. Now, you look at 2016, same drug, $120,000. And so with those, I think, although it might have been inspired and been, in some sense, a knee-jerk reaction to those very egregious cases, you've got a lot of increases in the price of commonly used brand-name drugs where that similar sort of transparency could potentially help. And so I think it does a greater service to a wider problem. Under the legislation that's being considered in these various states, what would actually be done with the cost information that was disclosed? Would there be a state body that would assess whether each drug was worth the price that was being charged, or how would it be made operational? It's a question in which the specifics have not been necessarily well enumerated. So for most of these laws, this information would flow to a state agency, and that agency would be responsible for reviewing the information and compiling a report. And that report would be made public. That report would detail sort of what the reasons were for these price increases. And yes, some assessment of whether or not they were warranted or not. But as for what methodology that would entail in terms of determining that, that is as of yet unclear. And so again, those are a mixture of sort of policy and political questions that need to be answered. Finally, what, in your view, are the most promising policy approaches to lowering drug spending in this country? What can we do? So I think that these transparency bills are an understandable reaction. I think that they may be helpful in terms of getting a better sense of what goes into drug development and getting a better sense of how pharmaceutical companies spend their money. And to a certain degree, that information may be helpful in pushing back in situations where it is viewed that the prices really are not in line with what one would expect would be reasonable given what is going into the development of the product. Now, that again, goes into a wider question of, you know, how do we price drugs? Should it be something that is just a measure of its clinical utility, which most economists would say that should be the case? 
that what we're interested in is uh, the what goes into development is is almost largely irrelevant. What really matters is how much value that drug provides clinically. But I think what these bills get at is a larger question, and that question is what represents what what value represents is not only clinical utility, but there's also some measure of the sort of effort or expenditure that went into drug development. And to that degree, this information, again, could help somewhat in terms of pushing back. But I think the broader immediate answers as to what will be impactful in terms of actually containing drug spending is the efforts that are underway in terms of better assessing how much clinical utility these drugs provide. That in combination with the ability for our payers to actually be able to negotiate and to walk away from the table from certain instances where drugs do not provide that value. So it is really the effort of groups like ICER that I think you will see that that information, once it's available, that this drug provides, is this cost-effective or is not any more cost-effective than other available drugs on the market, it's that information that is really going to give the payers some ground to have to negotiate. Now, that's only one part of it. They need the information. And that is now being earnestly done, mostly within the private sector and groups like ICER. But you also need the ability through legislation for payers, particularly big payers like Medicaid, to not cover certain drugs that don't provide value. And that is a more difficult prospect Politically, it's not palatable for most people to say that the government or the payer should have the ability to sort of make that decision. But I would say with the ability to better define value, that at least is the starting point and currently the best way to actually contain drug prices. Thank you, Dr. Serpatwari.